0: Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here with my ever-enthusiastic mother, Lenny. Hi. How are you feeling today, Mum? I was feeling fine until you started whizzing baby food. Sorry, should my (laughs) child not feed because a famous pop star is coming to our house? No. (laughs) Well, that is not what a Jewish mother usually would say, so anyway.
1: Jessie, is my lippy on all right? Why? Because I think our guest is outside. Really? Yeah. I'm really excited. Why are you excited? Because you've just shown me his picture. Oh, what? I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> his
0: picture. <laughs> you just um, show me. Yeah. If you haven't seen the p- picture of the new Hugo Boss model, you're in for a treat. Jesus Christ. I feel like I know him already. Um, we have Liam Payne coming up on Table Manners. Don't scream. Ow! <laughs> So today we have a little bit of a different spin on the making of the dinner tonight. Waitrose and Partners number one have kindly offered up a recipe for us to follow and kindly sent over a box of absolutely delicious Waitrose and Partners number one treats such as the most indulgent nougat, Chianti wine, Cote de Boeuf beef that we have made up beautiful beef and mushroom pie with and just really pretty, gorgeous veggies and it's just been actually quite nice, hasn't it?
1: And the desserts, darling. All the desserts. The desserts. What are the desserts, Mum? The desserts are a coconut passion fruit and white chocolate torte. oh And an espresso chocolate torte. Which oh, yeah. is amazing. With a beautiful glaze on the top.
0: So we have followed a Waitrose Chosen Partners number one recipe. We have chosen the beef and mushroom pie and
1: of course mum cooked it so how did you cook it mum? I braised the beef with the mushrooms and all the other ingredients for about four hours before putting the pie crust on. Pretty straightforward recipe. Yeah very easy I made the beef and mushroom yesterday and I'm just going to put the pie crust on today. Okay so nice and simple yeah
0: and then we're going to wash that down with a and partners number one Chianti and you know what I love about this? It's a four o'clock afternoon on a Friday. I get to eat my dinner at five o'clock in the evening. Perfect for me. Makes me
1: happy. He's here.
0: He's here? Yeah. Ah, (laughs) shit. You don't know you're
1: beautiful. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha.
0: tea, anything?
2: Um, do you know what, I do a coffee actually. Do
0: you want a black coffee? Do you yeah, want a, no, like a a an
2: want... espresso-style thing? Something that's going to get in Nespresso, you a big, yeah, okay. Thank um, will give you a double. Ooh. Right,
1: so, do you want thank
0: sugar you. or anything like that? No. Okay,
1: there's just one thing I'd like to say, I'm, I'm surprised to see you with your clothes on. <laughs> to be perfectly frank no, you
0: know what, I
2: was thinking about this I knew, I knew this was going to come
0: up
1: at some point because it comes up a lot lately
2: and I'm like come here and
0: get on because
1: you don't really? want to miss this shit no I'm just and actually if you want to take them up there any time <laughs> we'll be quite happy to make everyone happy here
2: it's a bit weird when you see people because I'm like a lot of people have seen me naked at this point which is it's a bit I feel like I know a little phenomenon. bit more
0: about you Liam now
2: right <laughs> Liam
0: how much more do
1: you want?
2: do you want oh that's good in? for me that's great. Yeah, I, perfect
0: for me. So Liam, I'm really glad you've come um, on table manners, and you've been training really hard, looking really buff, and like working out all the time. And we have made pies, which you obviously are not going to be able to eat.
2: <laughs> That's all right. I I'll, I'll like, what I can.
0: You can eat like the vegetables on the side. You I can. can eat and vegetables. the meat in the middle.
2: I can eat the meat in the middle.
0: Tell me about the. the I was like, going to make ration. a really
2: innuendous joke there, but I'm going I'm <laughs> to save, <laughs> save that for later. I'm going to save that for later.
1: Do it. The better. We had
2: a we had in a radio interview the other day, and this woman made a thing. She's like, "Oh, I've had a really one D heavy month," and my brain just went, "Oh, you've only had one D or month." And I said it out loud, and I thought, "Oh no, you can't say that." But it was really funny in the end. Actually. I think you can
0: say that. Oh, we get away absolutely. with it absolutely. Um. So, um, what's the training like? Are you just sick of it? Do you want to go to McDonald's after this?
2: literally I can't, honestly, I can't the main thing is i can't wait to get really horrendously drunk after the shoot finishes you're
1: not drinking
2: not at the minute no.
1: Can't no
2: it's terrible but it's just but i don't part know why are you
1: training because when you are gorgeous so why do you want to um,
0: do that for? is it is it a is it an underwear thing?
2: no i did the underwear part but it's like once you've kind of you
0: also did the no underwear part well, too. well that
2: was the thing i when i got to the underwear shoot i was i didn't imagine that you're we would hot. be we would yeah. be advertising underwear without the underwear, which no, I think is a new level of, of, of underwear modelling. So <laughs> should we just <laughs> discuss
0: this picture that's, um, um, what's it, the, 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 the duo, the amazing photography duo? What are they called? Merton. Merton Marcus. Which I hear, they are so scary.
2: They're not actually. I was but quite surprised, but this? because I know, um, I've got a mutual friend there. So, I mean, they are known for going into like Louis Vuitton sets and they'll be like, they'll be booked for the whole day. They'll take two pictures and just leave and i was like i was yeah. so scared coming into it because i didn't really know what to expect mm. for it and the first day we did like the whole capsule collection thing that we made and then we did the underwear right at the very end of the day um and it was just like getting in your underwear room full of people it was all a bit strange mm. i drank a lot of tequila on set just to like kind of get me in the motion of yeah, what was going to on
1: stuff things down the um oh, well, there was no there was
2: no there was no panty <laughs> stuffing um but they were really cool actually we we got on really well, really similar sense of humour. I think when you find when you're shooting people or even writing with people or whatever it is, if you get on well with whoever you're working, yeah. with, that's like the first base for me to make sure that everything's level. Then yeah. the talent part of it comes second. Yeah. I find that about yeah. everything in the job really because everyone just gets so close in, mm. in those environments, especially when you're in your pants. Um, <laughs> So, Did
0: everyone else strip down into their pants just to make you feel I good mean I should
2: pants? have made it like mandatory that everybody had to get in their underwear for. No, it was, it was it was good. I enjoyed it in the end. But then the second day obviously I you know um uh, Stella was there who's who's the the model who was shooting with me who's done like Victoria's Secret Stella and Maxwell. Yeah. So Gorgeous. she came down. We had dinner the first day and I'm thinking this is really weird cuz we're both just going to be like on set like fake loving each other tomorrow which yeah, is like right. really, I'd never done anything like it before so it was just so interesting for me but then like <laughs> when when they told me that I'd take my pants off I was a bit like excuse me <laughs> like I didn't see it coming and then it was I like, don't oh, know no, we're gonna shoot this thing and I was like oh, okay so then we just what got would your on with it say? my mom hit me <gasps> <What? laughs> my mom Quite hit me right. I tried to like discreet discreetly show my dad because I feel like my dad was kind of like, like whatever kind of like lads 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 but then my mom kind of was like what are you showing him because they always like they like really nosy with each other. I show one something, and I was I was about to go on stage with um Rita for her show in the O2, mm. and uh, yeah, my mum saw the picture, looked at me, and just hit me around the ear all. And I was like, "What, <laughs> what would
0: Karen you Payne? do, Mum, if you wouldn't Al- do Dr. that to Alex, me. No, it wouldn't be me. Doctor
1: Alex did it. Stripped off. <laughs> I and would j- be very <laughs> upset.
0: <laughs> no, but um. I think you look fantastic. Um, and it was done in an
1: artistic way. Yeah, day. very,
0: it almost God, quite... if I had a bod like that, I'd strip off.
1: <laughs> it was kind of I mean, ballet-like. Like. It was beautiful. It was, um, yeah, it was
2: an interesting day.
1: So that is not touched up. Those are your natural ripples.
2: Um, those are my natural ripples. I mean, obviously, <laughs> photography, they mess about with whatever they mess about with, but yeah.
1: I'm astonished. No, she's
0: going to make you take it off. Do you know what she did with Anthony yesterday? Anthony, from do you watch Queer Eye?
2: Um, and I met them I met them all once but I've not seen the show
0: okay so so we had really Anthony really lovely guys actually gorgeous and we had Anthony the chef who, mm. who looks honestly, like a Disney prince like I couldn't yeah. deal with him I was just like I couldn't look at him and um, and then he got some tomato like sauce on his top but and I he went oh it. damn mum went you could just take it off of you and I'll oh, pop okay. it in the wash and honestly we all went mum and she didn't know what she was doing so I'm surprised she hasn't told you to ask to see your ripples um, but <laughs> um, so the Hugo Boss thing is um, it's come out and the capsule thing has
1: come. The out The
2: capsule things come out. The underwear comes out. Uh, I feel like it's next month, which I mean I haven't really briefed my mum, but there's like billboards, buses, like all worldwide stuff. So it's like,
1: yeah, like what was the name everywhere. of that Arsenal footballer, Freddie Youngberg? Yeah, and he was like laid out with his willy kind of <laughs> placed. <laughs>
2: well, I'm co- I'm covered by someone in the shoot, Stella. Yeah. So
0: did you ask? Her she, out? Were you naked in the on, with Stella? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, no pants on.
2: No pants. She oh was God, wearing. She was wearing my pants.
1: There's like willi
0: willi a little, covers, yeah. little thing, little but, sock, but she had, she,
2: she had the pants on. That's how we're it's advertising it. not it? Well, I mean, it's just you know, after certain yeah, things happen, sometimes underwear gets mixed yeah. up. I
1: guess. <laughs> so you didn't ask her out because you're partial to a model, aren't you? Um uh, Mum's winking Yeah, wing yeah sometimes.
0: Oh God, I love it. Mum's straight in. So that's happening. So you're training. So mm-hmm. I want to know what's going on with the training because maybe I should be doing this. I mean, today it was like
2: usually it's like just weightlifting stuff, because I struggle to put weight on as rather to lose but you weight. you
0: look you look tall.
2: So I've been yeah, I've been lifting really heavy lately, but then today the trainer set some sort of session up and it was like a group session, and I was absolutely horrendous. I was so tired Um, because we literally just got back from like a a horrendous week of like promos of like New York Mm, so it mm. just like you I literally had like 11 hours sleep in four days it was terrible got home carried on training through that um, I got really sick at one point, so bit, these last couple of weeks leading up to it have been really difficult. But then today it was a workout called the Chipper.
0: What's the Chipper? Right,
2: the Chipper is is a disgrace, and it should be like it's like a form of torture. It starts off and it's like a hundred countdown to ten, so you do a hundred of one exercise, then ninety one exercise, then eighty one exercise, and all the exercises oh, I, were
0: I've done this like loads of like the security guards do these like all the security yeah. guards that are like on tour. So, but, but go on. So say the Chipper.
2: I mean, I I came, I literally came. We've trained that hard this week. My trainer. Did didn't finish the workout for one. So he was like halfway through, he was like, I can't because my back's gone. And then I was like slowly trailing through the back of the crowd of people. I was like, I cannot keep up with anyone and I'm not bothered about what time I finish.
1: But what made you decide to do this whole thing? Um, Because you're clearly quite fit anyway.
2: I was, you know what? I went through a little bit of a stage when I was in the band where I was drinking really heavily and I put a lot of weight on and I didn't notice, like I just didn't notice because I I don't know whether I was just really drunk every day or whatever, (laughs) but I just didn't see what was looking back at me in the mirror. And then it was like, and you, know, you get like those horrible paparazzi shots somewhere and I was on holiday somewhere and there was a shot me, and I was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I've become that guy. So then I kind of completely switched my life around after that moment because it just scared me that I couldn't see it. Like that's what annoyed me more than anything. And then I don't know. It's also I not nice get, for a
0: paparazzi, like it's uh, not nice for know, everyone else to
2: see Yeah, it. for sure. Yeah. But it's like, it's whatever. And I'm to be honest with you, I'm glad it happened. It was, it was worth it for me to realize where life was going if I wasn't careful. And for me, it was a case of I... Started getting offers from different companies to do uh, work and go to fashion shows and whatever. And I slowly got into this different world of doing fashion and all sorts of stuff that we were doing at the time. And I was like, just thought, I'm going to try and be an underwear model and just see what happens. I'd never really tried to do anything before. So I, I, I first got an offer from a different company. Uh, and Hugo at the same time. So I was like, I'm just going to see what happens. So I just started training every day, training every day, and then turning up to the meetings, trying to be in as much shape as possible so that they would hopefully come through with it. And in the end, it just came to fruition, which for me was the first time I've ever actually set out with a goal in mind to do something and gone, I'm going to do that.
0: Well, I don't know. You did X Factor. Yeah, but I was
2: that, <laughs> that one, you're just kind of hoping. Like, it was a bit different. Whereas this one, I was like, I'm determined I'm going to do this. And how
0: long has it taken you from when you started training?
2: I mean, we're probably into... I had to train prior to it to kind of show them what was possible. (laughs) So there's like the prior bit, which was like two months, maybe then the the lead up to the shoot was three and a half months. Then I had a, two weeks off where I started to get a little bit podgy again and then I had to I realised the shoot oh, was coming please, back out again so I had to do another five months coming into this bit so it's been really really long Shitting actually out. yeah oh,
0: I'm fucked then for the need for yeah. <laughs> I'll get what to everyone you going need going about a way. month a year I, need, yeah, I think I need ten nah, years
2: you'll be surprised how quickly you, you bounce back and it's more to be honest oh, with you when uh, sorry you train, Liam how old are you? me 26 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so fuck
0: you I'm like nearly ten years older than you so yeah things don't just bounce back especially when you have two kids so yeah
2: you got two kids now. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I've got one That's great.
0: hiding upstairs, um, and the other one's having a sleepover. No, it's cool. How old's your
1: son now?
2: Uh, He's two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah.
0: It's fun. It gets Crikey. really. Fun. I'll show you him
2: because we're not on camera and no one can see so. him. Uh-huh.
0: No, we've seen him before. we seen Cheryl him. Cheryl did, the did podcast did. already. Oh, did she? Yeah, and she said how she said how
1: gorgeous you are as a father and you're a great well. dad. All right. You, how often do you see him?
2: Um, sometimes two times a week, sometimes once every two weeks. Like, it kind of varies with the way that the job is and what's going on in the, in the time. But I'm mean, trying to schedule and keep it as constant as possible, which is just the hardest part of it. But it's, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, And your
1: parents are very involved with him.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, they love him to pieces. He's awesome. He's such a good child. Like... Having a, a you know a child anyway is like the scary. as you know it's like the scariest thing ever. But he's so well behaved. Like he listens so well. Please and thank yous. Mm. Never. Are you strict? Uh, uh, yes.
1: Is Cheryl strict?
2: Uh, she is. I mean, she surprises me sometimes, and I'm like, where did that come from?
1: <laughs> You're frightened of her.
2: Uh, <laughs> well, I've been on. The, let's say I've been on the receiving end of that quite a lot. So, uh. <laughs> um,
0: I I kind of I mean my husband. Made me feel like I was superwoman when I gave birth. Like, I think watching that happen, mm. I think for men as well, it was oh, just, just wild. Yeah. It's
2: just wild. I mean, I could see two heads coming out of a body and I was like, I just don't understand what is going on here.
0: <laughs>
1: two heads? It was
2: like two heads. Well, she's got a head and then there's a head <laughs> coming out of it. and I'm like,
1: what's <laughs> happening
2: on? Yeah, this is a bit weird, isn't it? Gotta love a swingy chair.
1: Oh, really? It's yeah. yeah. Pain there's in a, the there's ass. a really
2: old interview of me on like Lorraine Kelly when I'm like, 14 or 15 and I couldn't like they put the swingy chair on it's the worst thing on TV because I'm just like doing this the whole time the whole way from the interview like yeah
1: well no one can see you <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, shit you've been doing it for that long
2: yeah it's been a while like 12 years now something like that's that. crazy yeah. Leo proper nuts When you actually, <gasps> where are
1: you from are you from St- are you Stoke
2: Wolverhampton Wolverhampton Mm.
1: You've lost the brummy accent.
2: I'm glad about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> My mum was a
1: Brummie. Mine
2: was so strong when I, like, if I look back at old... All
1: right, fish and cheeps. All right, I yeah, if
2: I look back at old stuff. I mean, the, the worst babs, part of me now is babs. it's cool to be like Peaky Blinders, but yeah, I don't have it. Yeah. I don't... Oh, well, oh my well, God. God,
0: well held. <laughs> <laughs> Bamps. Um, yeah, maybe you, bring bring babs. maybe you should bring it back. Maybe you should get a little um, yeah. cameo in Peaky Blinders.
2: Well, I, I, do you know what? I spoke to them. There was, there's a character on this one that... Um, I met the guy who rides it uh, a little while ago. Uh, he's, I think his name's Nick Knight. I know Stephen Knight I think it might be Uh, and we spoke about um, doing like some sort of character that was from Wolverhampton so it'd be natural for me to play it so it'd almost be like playing myself but as a character like back in the day which was the coolest thing ever and they had this guy called Billy Beer who's obviously in the new series
1: I haven't watched Um, the new series for
2: but they went for someone who was a little bit older because he had to have like been through a phase where he'd played football and kind of retired from it which obviously that doesn't really work for But my I feel age right like yet. you're
1: such an old soul like you've
2: like <laughs> I always bit, yeah. felt,
0: I felt like that even when I watched you on X factor yeah. like you've oh, seemed like the Yeah we
1: remembered you from the first audition I do, because I've watched every... I, ex- I, I Didn't you audition? You auditioned twice. Uh-huh, yeah. He did audition first, and then he came back. Yes. And then you still didn't get into the solo. I
2: could never win this, the fucking thing. I might come no, back on again, and, have another <laughs> goes, and, and
1: i go to Don't um, rub it, it in, We mind, still come Jesus. <laughs> and, then, and then you went into One Direction. Mm-hmm. But, but you don't regret that.
2: No, not at all. I mean, at first, it was a bit... For me, personally, because it was like the last chance I had to be a singer. Like it was like, I'd I'd been doing it. Last
1: chance, you're
0: about five, mate. It
2: was, but you know, when you feel like you've been doing it for a little bit and you're like, "Mm, I'm not sure this is going to work. Once you put yourself on TV twice and you fail twice, kind of like, that's a bit of a kick in the teeth. So Mm. for me, it was like, this is the last go I'm going to give it because I'm not just going to continue to embarrass myself in this way, but it's not going to work. And so when they said they were going to put this in a band and I'm looking around at like these lads who've just like turned up and whatever else and I was like, I don't really know what I'm going oh, to do God, here. Because yeah. it was like, it really meant something to me. It wasn't just a thing of looking. Yeah. I, I was aiming to do it that year. Um, like even the way when I picked the song with my dad, the thought was that, because you do your first audition song in the final. So we were like gunning for it and that was all I was going to do.
1: What was your audition song? It
2: was um Crimea River, Michael Bublé, which wasn't oh, originally, yeah, I love it was, Yeah.
0: Yeah, you um, were a bit of a crooner, weren't you? I was, you? but because I
2: had a really low voice and I didn't know I could sing falsetto at that point. Otherwise that'd have been...
0: And now you do falsetto like all the time. All the time,
2: <laughs> all the time. Um, that was actually a com- complete fluke finding that out. We had a song called More Than This on our first album and it was really funny. I went in to sing it and the guy was like, oh, can you go into falsetto? And I didn't know what the hell he was on about. I was like, mate, I haven't got a clue. You're going to have to explain. He's like, I was singing this like higher voice and I tried to. And I left the room, like, apologising, like, sorry, that was really bad. Like, oh, my God, I was like, whatever. And we came back the next day to listen to it and I was telling the boys, I was like, honestly, really don't think very much of my bit because I'm a little bit scared about hearing it. Then I heard it, I was like, hang on a minute, something to this. Darling, <laughs>
1: can I ask, do you sing the sort of music you love now? Or, given that you sang Michael Bublé's your audition piece, would you like to become more of a jazzy, Bublé-type mm, crooner? I don't know. I mean, I,
2: the thing is, I like, like, the hip-hop mix between pop and hip-hop that I do, um... some of the songs that haven't really meant as much to me so far as we've kind of gone through things I don't know I struggled to kind of get messages out for a little while which was difficult I just kind of went through a little phase of writing where it was so much easier to write for the band than it is for yourself it's so much more personal Um, but I think think the crooner stuff more for me was just simple sings so that when I was on stage to start with, yeah. my voice just wasn't really that high. And I actually used to think my, my voice was boring as hell. I was like, I hate it. But I, I always was just thought like, you had
1: the best voice, actually. Oh, thank you. No, I used to it hate
2: it for the longest time. But i I'm kind of into oh, you've it You've got now. a
1: good voice. Thank you. I actually, and
0: speaking um, about writing, I remember first meeting you, and you may not remember this, but we were in the Wendy house, and I was singing with Miguel. and oh, I was I doing Right, so I was doing, Miguel had decided to start a session at 10 o'clock at night, which is like past my bedtime i was yeah. so pissed off but i was also like, it's miguel and it's adore you and it's gonna do this i didn't it, there was no point in me being on it but obviously i was like i'm gonna do it of yeah. course so i um i was there and i was fucking tired and he was really cool and he was like producing it and and you were in the other room with i think it was you and i presume it would have been niall writing too because i feel like you two have like was probably wasted that you were drunk but yeah. you were really <laughs> infused you, you were with julian bonetta so it must have been like and and you were so excited about your new song you just made and you were like bouncing off the walls <laughs> and it was right. so no but it was so exciting to see that like you were there and it was probably one o'clock in the morning and you I were I was so happy
2: five, i probably left about five on that day yeah
0: so. and like you were just you were in it and you were writing and you were passionate and like it looked really fun well that's the thing for me uh, the,
2: the, the mix between all of these different worlds and what i'm struggling with the most about all these different transitions of stuff is that when you're training and whatever else, my brain cells just go because I'm so tired. And then they'd send me into writing sessions and I'm like, my head's just not in this right now. Like, I need to get wasted if I'm going to start spilling really? the truth. back. Like, yeah, 100%. Is that I like still, your
0: safety now? Yeah,
2: I definitely struggle to get out my own way to start writing the song. So I, I, that's something that's going to have to overcome over time, I think, more mm. than anything, because that's what I just used to do in the day was just get wasted and just say whatever I wanted. And then once I got, I'm so self-critical that I can't allow myself to write, just, just write a song. I'm trying to write the hit as it goes on mm-hmm. sort of thing. So I think for me, no, we write writing. I mean, I spoke to somebody about it recently and the way they explained it, which I'm sure you all agree, is like 364 days of of nothing and then one day of a hit. Like for most writers a year, that's literally it. They get one big song a year and that's what they, they live off I of. Guess, it's really I guess, th- but I
0: think it must be quite hard for you because you've lived within the world of basically you feel like a hit it, it, you have to have a hit yeah. every time, and the pressure must be so immense. I mean, I
2: was spe- I was speaking this this week with my manager about it in the car, and it's like we obviously did strip that down, which did like crazy billion streams, like really nuts. And then we did the other songs, and everything was hitting like three hundred million or four hundred million on Spotify. And it was pretty, like
0: pretty fucking good. Well,
2: this is the thing, but then my, mine in his headspace of where the hit level is is like so ten hard. times more than it's supposed exactly. to be. Whereas I just like, and, and that was what I literally had a conversation where I was like, you know, we are doing all right. And it was like I don't know. Liam, could you
1: retire now if um, you wanted to? I don't know. I don't
0: I
2: think, think so. I, <laughs>
1: think, I think you I could. I think. I think like you.
0: Yeah, I just think it's such, and that's the kind of ugly thing of being in the music industry. I think, and to be fair, I I've never, I I will never. N- not many people will have the success that you've had within One Direction and your solo career. You're yeah. best-selling well, I mean, the best-selling artist the out stuff. of One uh, D. Like, yeah. It,
2: yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah,
0: but like, okay, so it's it seems to be going quite well, babe.
2: Yeah, it does. I don't. I don't know. I think we're just we're in our little headspace of of like my management and me and whatever. We're super hypercritical about yeah, absolutely everything, which is difficult. It's it's hard to drop those standards once you've had. And it just, I mean, when we first really stripped that down and did what it did, it just scared the shit out of me, yeah, to be honest, right. because I'd already done it all once, and I was kind of just looking for something to do, if that yeah, makes sense a little right. bit. And then we landed on this massive thing. And it just kind of came out of nowhere and it scared the shit out of me. I'll be honest with you. I went nuts for a while. Like really? it was, yeah, it was really difficult. You know, I had all my own personal situation going on at home as well. And I just couldn't really understand what was going on because we just stopped. I had two months worth of absolutely nothing. where I was just in my house every day in my pajamas. Like it was like being, it was like, when my dad retired, I was we were talking about it together in like the first few weeks of what you go through of the little retirement phase and then slowly you start to find stuff to do and the, 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 whatever else. And I did like, maybe like did two or three months. What did do? My dad built airplanes.
1: Built <laughs> airplanes? Yeah,
2: I went and did it. I did work experience there for um, two weeks in between my X Factor audition. So it was like doing work experience <laughs> for both so jobs. So what was it? It was it? like, you're either going to be this or you're going to be that.
1: <laughs> so was it Rolls-Royce or something?
2: Uh, yeah, well, the Rolls-Royce factory was behind him, I think. Yeah. He, he used to work for a place called... Uh, Goodrich. Goodrich. Um, and I loved it. I, I was like adult Lego. I was like, I'm well up for this. <laughs> I had a meeting with the guy. I had the apprenticeship all set up, and then in the middle of it, the week I went and did my very first X Factor audition when I was 14, and it was yeah, it was like doing both jobs at once, which was interesting.
0: So when Strip That That Down came out, you may have to help me with the timeline. Were you and Cheryl together then, or had I'm you broken up?
2: Uh, no, we were still together at that point. I think.
0: And- And did you break up quite? Was it quite soon after that? Uh,
2: I mean, we broke up around for you actually, which is quite interesting. Was
0: that Rita's one? Yeah, that was. I I really like that song.
2: It was great. I really enjoyed making it. It Was um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. She's great to work with as well. She's lovely. I love Rita. I mean, I don't know anyone who works harder. To be honest with you, Fucking hell hell I worry
0: about those vocal cords, boy.
2: I know. I know. Like, I know what it was like to be in One Direction at the time when we were at our peak and the like different city every day. But she just
0: she's a work I mean just, she's, no, I'm, she's I think there must be three smiling.
1: of them I honestly think there's three of them
2: like there must be at this point she can like it's just not possible like I know how hard it is to run my world and then I just see her on Instagram every day and she's like she's over here no, no. she's over there da, 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 da. Like, I don't know not body clock she's having like real time the Spice <laughs> Girls used to have that they used to have Spice Time and they'd like if they had a meeting or something they would They'd be if they were asleep it was like no they're on spice time that like they've got to sleep right now because they were that busy
0: amazing crazy right but do, did you have 1d time
2: um i think our time schedule was just a mess
0: really? i mean i
2: used to get off stage and then you'd be that high off all the endorphins whatever mm. get horrendously drunk get up at like five o'clock in the afternoon and then do it all again but we used to like come off the stage and because at the time towards the end of it when we were that busy it was like you would we'd write the album in two weeks we'd record it over write the course, yeah, we write the album in, yeah, two we the album in like mad? two weeks, what? It's crazy. Jesse,
1: you're oh a slouch. God. Oh my god! <laughs> they
2: used to. What well, used to. The problem we had was they used to sell the tour before we'd written the album. So they'd sell <gasps> the, the tour pressure. and be like, "Right, we've sold the stadiums."
0: I feel so. You I feel to, feel like, a like a you need to go to a retreat, babe.
2: I do, Well, I've been to many. Meditate. <laughs>
0: okay, fair enough. Fair
2: enough. <laughs> I've been to many. Um, no, it was. Uh, to be honest with you? As much as pressure, it was. You were
1: so young. Yeah. though.
2: But do it, you yeah. feel
1: a bit of your childhood was stolen away, like that teenage? Going out, getting ready for a club, you know, um, meeting a girl, chatting not, her up, not being I mean, scrutinized, and not not be able to do it without. Well, yeah, that, I mean that part mates.
2: of it. I do feel like we went to like the weird like One Direction University, which was just yeah. like <laughs> tour yeah. life and whatever else. There was a certain part of it, but like the constant monitoring of the public eye and the way the press are with you is, like that's the difficult part to grow up with. Because, I mean, you're already so self-conscious at that age anyway, that you, you know you're changing, you don't really quite understand why you're changing and you're trying to figure out life as it's going on. Um and, you know, for different sacrifices, you have to make relationships, all sorts of things. And that's, you know, that's still ongoing as as, as time goes on, it's that's been the most difficult bit of it, I'd say for sure. But we, you, you grow up really fast in certain situations. Like becoming a businessman was like a thing that from 17 up to then it was like the one thing you're learning as you go if that's what you're interested in. Whereas like someone asked me how to pay car insurance, I haven't got a fucking clue. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you you re- you're really, really growing up in some things, then other things you're like a baby. Yeah,
0: yeah. Can but, you have your hand out? Can you
2: held?
1: drive?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I spent I literally spent the last two years of this, in and out of doing the music, trying to learn to be a person, if that makes sense, because it was That's like... so sweet. But it was it, it was mainly my, my manager, actually. Like, I went for a real episode or something, and then after that, I kind of had to just, like, right, you're either going to end up crazy child star who dies at whatever age, or you're going to live life and actually get on with it properly. And, and that was the point you. for me. Yeah, it scared the shit out of me, but it was just like, you have to, you know realize what the possibilities are. And instead of like, I felt like I was in a little bit of a self-destruct mode because I knew it was going really well. And that's uh, the, the worst part of it is. And the one thing I say to people who are getting into doing all this sort of stuff is like the success is the bit that will kill you more than anything. When it's not successful, you're just kind of working harder at it, depending on the person you are. But most of the time, the successful bit, it just scared the shit out of I me, and I wanted nothing to do with it. There's no stop button. You're like, oh, you've got no control over your life. And that's why I lost complete control of everything. And that was the last two years have been trying to take control of life back and understanding that it's on me, if that makes sense, and instead of acting like a child. You're a, you're
1: a dad. Yeah, exactly. I haven't priorities. had no choice. Yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. No choice. Are you close to all the boys? No.
2: No. No, I mean, it's no offence. I've got no bad bones with any of them. We're but all you, you were you're all brought good.
1: together for no particular... Yeah. And, you know... Randomly, Everyone yeah.
2: goes to work, you have people who you associate yourself with at work, but you don't see them outside of work. And we don't really have a job together anymore. So it's like with someone like Harry, for example, I just don't have very much in common with the boy. So it's like I can't, you know... I could go and have a drink with him, fine, whatever, you know, if, if I bump into But you're not best friends. everyone's so busy, exactly. Yeah. We just don't really have that much in common, and that's fine. So,
1: where are your best mates? they Are still in Wolverhampton?
2: Uh, yes, I have a couple of mates from school that I still see every so often, but once again, it's just timing, and like everyone has jobs and work and stuff. Do and you
1: live in London? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And do you support Wolverhampton Wanderers?
2: No, I'm a West Brom fan, actually. Well, least Brom. At least I was. At least I was. happened? Well, I just haven't been in ages. I, can't, I don't think you call yourself a fan if you just know the name of the team. So I couldn't what, name any players. what
1: football shirt does your son wear? Um oof. Didn't you I buy mean, him one? No,
2: my dad, my dad did buy... There was a little bit of a hoo-ha about this, actually. Oh, because, I
1: knew this going to be a bit of a beef. Both the
2: granddads just started to get involved with like so whatever's going on, Newcastle, like, one Newcastle,
1: one Newcastle, and one... Yeah. I mean, they're both
2: stripes, so, I mean, he's like, you know, just whatever. <laughs> Go for your life.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to get um, Jessie's children to support Man U. So,
0: she's, like, singing... Oh, and she's nice. she, I'm a singing champion. Well, no, my, my husband's a Spurs fan. Right. And we have moved to South East London, so... The honest ones, Millwall, so I might... I don't oh, not right, yeah. Yeah, yeah you like not going there. Do we with our local team or um, not? But, yeah, I'm really hungry, actually, now. Are you? Yeah. Do you want me to hey, put, uh, yeah, put, put, put this stuff, stuff on, on? But, like, yeah. and yeah, my son may come down in a sec demanding his tea. I'm, like, weaning him, and it's a fucking pain in the arse. How old? Seven months. So he's just like... It's just like you forget. You're like... You kind of take for granted it's it the milk for ages, and it? It's fine. Um,
1: but I wanted it's to... It's only you don't want to drink. Sure. Of course oh, he wants to I drink. I would
2: honestly, I would love to. This is, is what
0: on. self-restraint looks like. I guess <laughs> we, should, I, we should put his picture on I feel like your mum's going to spite <laughs> me. I feel like you're going to spite me. No, don't worry. We're going to roof you. Yeah, no, no. I'm joking. Um, no, but um, yeah, we should put the picture of Liam up on our fridge. Every don't time we go in so. and try and get a giant chocolate butter. I faint. So, okay.
1: So,
2: chocolate that's the one I miss more than anything okay. oh we've my god we've got buttons god.
1: in there we've got lovely chocolate oh, it's a waitrose scent
2: <laughs> love a bit of waitrose oh, great. Love a bit
1: of waitrose.
0: um okay so if you weren't training let's go there let's just do it like uh, last supper if you weren't training nothing was off the menu start a main pud and drink what would it be
2: I mean, like starter. There's an airport. There's an airport in Los in LA. If you come back through, there's a little you Qantas. The airport food? There's a and There's a Qantas lounge right where they do oh these God, calamari this. that is absolutely <laughs> outrageous. <Calamari>. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <An> <laughs>
1: airport lounge calamari. Yeah, I would have
2: to go there to get it because it's that good. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm telling you, it's so fucking. Good. Why?
1: Why? What's on it? Is it? Pe- I don't know. Black it's just
2: whatever way they cook it. I order like three of them when I'm in there. Usually when I'm not just training. Just happy to
0: be leaving LA. Oh
2: well, no, actually, I like LA. I, I do. I, I, I well, I live. I, I have a place outside of LA in Calabar which is like kind of out the madness oh yeah so I feel like would no, kill me
0: k- Kardashian no now, you though. don't see
2: loads of horses about you don't really see anybody else okay so <laughs> the
0: starter is uh, Qantas Lounge Calamari I love yeah. you Straight already that's alright I like Calamari meet you at the lounge um, yeah go
2: there's a burger place in London that I get it's called um meat liquor have you ever had that yeah, yeah. Dirty. oh my god just dirty it's eggs like it's greasy straight in. i could eat about 10 of them what um, what
0: do you do? condiments topping what do you go i
2: can't remember what the name of it is but it's got it's like fake one. bacon on that's just better than real bacon if i'm honest oh, really? yeah it's really good
0: is it the one that's made out of coconuts no idea Coconut
1: bacon.
0: i have no idea what
2: it's made out of but it's so okay, good okay fine um so straight in for the burger are you having sides oh yeah we're like yeah. mozzarella dippers straight off the bat oh my god
0: you you're are disgusting, disgusting. So you I'm so <laughs> bad you poor
2: sod I'm so bad there's a little fat person that lives inside me like my spirit animal is just like fat me
1: Crikey, oh. you are the boy that all yeah. the pies yeah <laughs> go on, go on okay
2: I'm, at the moment I can't stop eating either I'm so bad I'm, I, I know I've got yeah, a week until have... shoot happens and it's like you have to start kind of like eating really clean at this point oh, and i'm like it's so boring so boring
1: I think, I think one little taste of something will. but what wow. that's the
2: thing one little taste leads to two Moment and then before on you know the hips,
0: it a, a lifetime a on, on the hips. hips mother um okay so are you having chips no, you're having the I can have fries. No, I'd love that as well. Okay, fine. Yeah, we're going in. Do you okay. like,
1: you don't like those sweet potato jobbies? No, sweet
2: potato fries are good do actually. You, like you can, those? You can uh, on the diet plan that I do, you can eat sweet potato fries quite a lot. Okay. Yeah. They're good for you because they burn differently.
1: So,
0: pudding?
2: Ooh, pudding. What would we go for? Are
0: you a sweet or a kind of savoury
1: person?
2: I am, I'm, I'm everything. I just like, I love food. <laughs> I love
1: you. <laughs> I've the worst job ever. No, I just you literally the worst, the worst week job. to do this. I know, yeah. I know, but he'll be able to smell the aroma of those delicious beef and mushrooms. The, I mean, the smell is ninety percent
2: of it, so it's yeah, like yeah,
1: oh, so you can just face. smell it. Um, no, okay, we, um, so yeah, pud.
2: Well, when I did the last shoot, when I finished the underwear commercial, I was like on the bed in my pants, eating like I literally ordered everything from McDonald's. I, like, I ate the fucking lot, so good. I wanted. I think to do that would have been a really good. Shoot. Sh- that should have been yeah, the shoot. that should have been
0: the shoot. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, pudding. We're still pudding. waiting for the pud.
2: Something to do with chocolate. Any, anything to do with chocolate, I think. Oh,
1: we've got okay. just the thing no, for Mom, you. he can't <laughs> have any of
0: it, poor thing. So, um, and then drink? You're a tequila person? Tequila, yeah. Would you have that
1: with your food or wine just or beer? The,
2: just the all day. I no, mean, I like that 1942 stuff. It's quite good.
1: I don't know enough. I uh, always I just have one. always done, one's done one's like t- t- that's tequila slammers. Have been to Mexico?
2: Uh, yeah, do you know what? I get so confused about places that I have not haven't been. And my girlfriend's from Texas, and I I, I know I've been to Texas, but I don't know anywhere else in America. She'd be like, oh, have you been to so-and-so? And And I'm like, I haven't got a clue. Because we didn't see anyone.
1: girlfriend, are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, of course. So she's a girlfriend? He's got a model girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah, her
2: name's Maya. Uh, She's from Texas.
1: How did you meet?
2: Um, We met at, like, a fashion show somewhere, actually. Apparently I've asked for a number in a really sneaky way, but I don't remember doing
0: it. <laughs> what, like,
2: how did you, do, like... I don't know, I, I, we were talking about something, because be? I know this ju- this jeweller in New York, and we were talking about something, oh, and is I this think the, she missed... Who's
0: the jeweller? This
2: Greg Unary's name is. Oh, no,
0: okay, right. And
2: know. and um, she was like, oh, and was like, oh, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll put you in touch with him. But then I got her number, oh, and yeah. I gave her my number, or something like that, but whatever, she was like, you were being really sneaky about it, and I was like, I wasn't. I was just, like, trying to... Sort you out.
0: So, how do you get to see your girlfriend? Oh
2: well, she lives in the UK now. She like she moved over here a little while ago. Okay, and, uh, great. Just circumstance, actually. It would supposed. have
0: been nice to have her in the underwear commercial, no?
2: It would have been nice to have her in the underwear, but it wasn't a thing at that time. Actually, it was like a almost a thing.
1: Do you think you've got good table manners? Um, I bet your mum's clipped you around the ear if you haven't.
2: No, I think I, I think I'm okay at a table. Sometimes I used to, you know what, I used to get really hot in restaurants. I just, I just didn't used to like it. I couldn't concentrate because I felt like everyone was looking at me. So I like, I used to hate going what, to like restaurants. fancy
0: dress, for a, a fancy restaurant. Are you a too little cold bit yeah? With the no, yeah, no, no I'm can... good. I'm good.
2: Oh. I'm, I run hot all the time. um no, just because of the fame thing, like, the, I hate getting, like, being in restaurants and, like, when you're trying to, and you can, like, you see everything. Like, people think I'm stupid and I don't see, like, I know what's going on. The best one is when someone tries to take a picture of you and their flash goes off and then they go, oh, like, their phone's are like, controlling oh, them. It's God. so funny. Um, but I think over time I've gotten more used to it and it depends who you surround yourself with to realize that it's just part of your lifestyle and it doesn't, you know, they're not holding a gun, it's a camera. Like, it's not going to hurt know, you. Okay. So it's like trying to get. You, your head around that part of it was the bit for me but when I used to go like I used to go when I used to go shopping if I go to a shop and I'd stand in the queue for too long I don't like to stand still because that's when people notice the most yeah, so right. I'm like if the queue's long, I'll start sweating and I have to leave. I used to oh, put the stuff babe, back and just
0: leave.
1: <laughs> oh, darn. No, I think it's funny now. But I, well, I mean, I hope you don't mind us mentioning Cheryl, but she, when she talked about she can barely go out. She has to wear a cap all the time and yeah. things like that. I mean, is that how you feel? You have to put a baseball cap on?
2: No, I mean, I think around each other, we kind of we kind of rubbed off on each other a little bit in that way in a bad, in a bad way, actually. And it was neither of our fault because we've both been through so many circumstances, but all of that stuff puts so much pressure on a relationship that like, like say going out for a dinner or whatever it is. Whereas now like my whole new thing is that I just don't give a shit. Like it's not worth sacrificing my happiness. And it's been far too long of, of different relationships that that's become between me and yeah. the, but it's a lot of pressure on whoever you're with. And I mean, you know, Cheryl's had that pressure for life. That's been her whole deal. So for her, it was like if if you were going out somewhere, it would take so long to get out the door before you get there. Yeah. Because you're just so worried about what that shot's going to look like. Whereas now, I'm just like, fuck it. Like, us go out and have some fun. Well, I don't
1: think you need to worry, Liam. I think we can <laughs> safely say that your shot's not going to make you look bad. You'll look gorgeous.
2: Yeah, I mean, I do. the th- The In a sense, like, with my new relationship and with Maya, like, I just, you know... Hope she sees her the way that I see her, if that makes sense. Because everyone's so critical of themselves. And when you start getting your pictures taken relentlessly all the time... I mean, she's gorgeous. But some people just don't see it that way. So I, I often do worry about those sort of things. Because I don't like to put pressure on people. Like, I chose this lifestyle and I have to put up with it. That's my fucking deal. But for her, it's like a different sacrifice, if that makes sense. Is
0: she finding it hard? But she's no, in, she's, she's, she's good. She's she's, aged. But she's she a model do anyway, so yeah. she's in the public eye.
2: Yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, for sure. But it's just like, I don't know, it's, it's a weird
1: so it's how, how do you see each other she's in Texas no she lives in London oh she lives in yeah, London yeah. we see each other all the time um,
0: so. where are some of your favourite food spots in London then because you must have Ooh. eaten at every bloody fancy restaurant um,
2: do you know what I found this really good sushi restaurant recently called Umu where is it? It's in Berkeley Square, like tuck behind stuff. Okay. Somebody told me about it, and it's like if you want to do like proper, proper sushi, it's mega pricey, but it's like it was unbelievable. Okay. But you will, it's like, it's almost a place you want to go to before you go out somewhere because you know when you like you go for food before you go to a club and then you're like, you so full, you're like, Wait, I don't want to go out anymore. I don't remember but how
0: that feels, to be honest. I mean, quite just, small there, so yeah. it
2: kind of, I was like, this is actually a really good little spot before you go party. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, do you still go party? Well, actually, I don't anymore.
2: <laughs> I don't anymore. So much, sometimes. Um, what okay, else is so good? that's good, right? Novikov is for me number one. I've never heard of it. Novikov?
0: No. Is it um, Russian? No,
2: nah, it's like, so there's one half of it, it's really random. There's one, I think it is owned by Russians, but one half of it's like Asian fusion. Oh, yeah. And then the other side is like Italian, which just seems <laughs> crazy. God, so look, that just,
0: sounds bizarre. But I feel like the
2: Italian bit's a bit more of an add on. I've never eaten there, but the, the Asian you, side is unbelievable.
0: So you're into Asian and oh, yeah. Japanese sushi. and. Sushi. Okay. I mean, it's the
2: best way to eat healthy, actually. Yeah, and it's also delicious. So good.
0: Okay, so those are two spots. I, I need to go to them.
2: What pie is it? They look amazing, it, by the oh, way. Oh, bless if you. It was, yeah. If it was a week later, I would inhale that right
1: now. This, <laughs> Maybe we should <laughs> well, we freeze we it. That we didn't know you were training, but this is beef and mushroom pie. Perfect. With, beef and mushroom pie made with Coke de Boeuf beef. And it's been braised. Been on the bone. Braised
0: for four hours. So it's yeah. going oh, like, to wow. just fall off. Oof. You can have that stop it it's of course good. Can. <laughs> <laughs> um so um yeah growing up who was cooking in your house
2: um my dad used to cook quite a lot actually oh, really? and i learned how to cook from my dad so Are you could cook yeah i cook i cook quite a lot actually i always do like sunday dinner on sunday You'll
0: make Sunday dinner.
2: Yeah, yeah. I love making Sunday dinner. It's good.
0: What do you What do you make? What's your? You know what?
2: I got super bougie the other day, and we went out to a restaurant, and I was like, I'm sure I can find a way to put truffle into the chicken. So I went out, got a truffle, truffled the chicken up, did the whole thing with like garlic butter, and made truffle butter, and did a thing underneath. Like it was, it was good.
0: You're a good cook.
2: No, I like to. I love messing around with foods. That's what my mum calls it. My mum, my mum cooked for a little bit, (laughs) and my mum, bless her, she. I mean, three kids, jobs to do, whatever else. Like she didn't want most. Uh, my mum was a nursery nurse for, oh. since she was 18 actually, she wow. only just recently oh, we nursery
1: nursery. started yeah. doing it.
2: So my mum cooked for a little bit, but it was like a lot of just like quick stuff before you went to swimming class or went to scouts or beavers or whatever it was. Yeah. So it was all like quick, quick, quick. And then she, I think she kind of fell out of love with the idea of it. So my dad. Loves to think he's like Gordon Ramsay, so he like would get like <laughs> recipes out of the newspaper, like way back in the day before internet times. Be like, I'm going to go and make this,
1: oh, and I used right. to watch
2: him and just like he'd get me to he'd teach me stuff. But I didn't realise the crafty bugger was doing it, so that then I could start to take over. So like different things that we do, he'd be like, "All right, you can do this today, or whatever." Um, but but he did, it got like, you
0: and really
1: enthusiastic. About cooking, it yeah. was good.
2: I'm glad, you know, I'd love to do it with Bear someday, but we did, um, he was really good at making Sunday dinners with like beef and, and um, like lamb ones and stuff like that. He used to do like whole grain mustard on top of the beef, mm. which was just so good. Um, Dauphinoise potatoes, he was a They call it like Bretagne in America, don't they? I have to Britain. do a lot of American translating lately, which is oh, really do you? Yeah. Are
0: you massive in America?
2: Um...
1: But I think bigger than anywhere
2: yeah yeah but I mean the, that's the most difficult thing when I used to speak about with Cheryl actually she was, I was like when she'd do like a radio tour bit and she'd get back and she's exhausted I'd be like imagine if you had to go and do that overseas again and then like when when you do your first one when I did strip that down we were literally driving from like Chicago to Philadelphia back to Chicago to like all around different places so it's not like it's a huge country so I mean I just do New York now where they send outreach to different stations which is nice to get to that place in life but when you start out oh you know
1: so your new girlfriend's from texas mm-hmm. good food call- there i'm call- going
2: for thanksgiving
1: <gasps> are you yeah i'm not right. wait.
2: i'm so excited
1: it's gonna be fabulous do you call her bab i call her babe better oh yeah. you see <laughs> yeah, we're letting the wolves wolverhampton lot down bab <laughs> um, oh what are they gonna in texas how do they do thanksgiving do you know well, everything's
2: bigger you. apparently <laughs> i was gonna make a rude joke get over the whole <laughs> bag <laughs> <laughs> do you
0: think
1: do you think are they kind of um, gun, they're, they're, it's a big gun place, isn't it, Texas? You're asking whether his girlfriend's <laughs> <sister's laughs> from a Republican might, well, you've hit got to, family. No, he better behave, otherwise they might shoot him. Well, this him. is this is the worry,
2: isn't it? This is yeah. I might at least we've got this on record that now I'm going to Texas of where I might be found. <laughs> yeah. one time he
1: might say this. No, I'm a good boy. I'm I'm, I'm so well behaved. It, yeah.
2: No, I get on really well, I get on really well with the family. you can take presents for Thanksgiving. I don't know if it's you a
1: presently do, kind of thing. Thanks. No, I don't think it is, but I think you should take something. Yeah, oh, yeah, you should impress. take something. Yeah. Oh, now you put the pressure on. Just oh, a scented
2: no. candle always does well. Oh, yeah, that's a good Lovely. idea. Yeah. Sure Lovely, like Chocolate that.
0: scented candle always wins a mother Straight over. Straight in.
2: Yeah. Um, no, I get on. Re- I actually get on really well with the family, which is good.
1: That's
0: good.
2: Yeah.
1: How long have you been going out?
2: Uh, Maybe like a month and a half. Oh,
1: it's crazy. I know you won't met the family.
2: You're going for bloody... I met a family before we were going out. We had like... we had like um. We were actually in Cannes together at the same time. There was like a little boat party thing that was happening, which was good. But I was heavily wasted when I was sat chatting to her mum and dad, which is hilarious oh, now, but like... God, you know, I bet they're
1: glad you've gone on the, uh, on the old um, fitness thing now. Oh, no, they
2: look... They, to be fair, they actually love a party, so that's good. Good. This that's looks so good. good. It does look Who really good. Who wants the top of my pie? Now, that does sound like an innuendo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, no, we've got, so we've got um, honey roasted carrots. Aces. Um, and some, you know, steamed broccoli, 10 to 10 broccoli, horseradish mash, Oof. and then the um, beef and mushroom you pie. dirty <laughs> bastards. Uh, I, lo- I, I love, I love, Liam, you're good fun, Liam, I love you. you, you're great. So what's happening with the new music? Because you got a new song out with a guy who uh-huh. has the stupidestly longest name. Oh my God. I've ever heard in my life. There's
2: a video we've just put online where like, I'm like, we don't obviously do these videos all the time and I've been doing them since God was a lad. And where you're like, hi, God was a lad. my name's Liam. And then someone will say, hi, my name's so-and-so and this is our new single. Da, da, da. So I always just let the other person just like say yeah. their name so that they don't have to do all the yeah. rest of it. And I was like, oh, just say... Your boogie with a hoodie, da, 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 yeah. I'll fill the rest in. So I'm like, hi, uh, it's Liam here, and and then I'm waiting for him, and he went, oh sorry, I forgot. <laughs> that was so funny.
0: But can't you just call him Boogie?
2: Yeah, I call him Boogie. Like when I, when I see him out, I don't I don't go full in with the name. Can't the funniest thing been... is trying to hear British people say boogie with a, boogie. Hoodie. <laughs> boogie with a hoodie, boogie with a hoodie, on the radio. This like last few weeks when I did like interviews, everyone's like a boogie with a hoodie. <laughs> I think you just say it quickly and then no one notices the mistake.
0: So, so the, the new song's out, and then what's happening? When's the album coming out?
2: Album is, uh, I think December time, but I could be wrong, so I usually am. Um, do you mind if I have some more of this?
0: Oh, please, please Liam. There's more, there's there. more in there. All right. I have some more. Bless him, the boy's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> poor thing, those poor management, they're making him work out so much. Nah, they. the thing they is, is so
2: they, everyone always gorgeous. tells me to stop. How
1: great is that beef? So good. I know. Mm. So, i'd like it.
2: to live inside this beef i feel like
1: yeah me too um
2: make a little home in there so, little mushroom pillows
0: <laughs> so um what is the worst table manner that you think in other people like what, what can't you stand when you're out for dinner and you see someone do
2: i don't know actually I'm who glad. had
0: the worst table manners out in one direction come on uh
2: nile <laughs> shut up yeah I'd tell you but so. he's so polite he is, but he's like he's a proper Slobby. lad, lad with Shut some up. stuff. I'm not going to go into it because he was, actually doesn't really like me talking about him, so I'm just not going to.
1: Oh. Okay. Do they ever say anything about you? Um,
2: I don't know. I don't. I don't honestly don't look. At it. I just think the thing about interviews is this: like most of the time, you will have a place where you say something. Like I said something about Louis this week, where I was like, "Oh yeah, in the band we weren't allowed to wear stripes," which is true because we didn't wear stripes because that was his thing, But it Shut wasn't up. me. But well, this is this is it, and then you say it, and then like the newspapers come back and they make it into this like disgusting take on Liam said this about Louis and I'm like Louis knows me so he knows I'm not like that and like he'll phone me up and like we spoke we actually spoke about the whole thing and I was like I didn't I never say anything offensive about anything because there's nothing offensive to say Yeah. but it's just like I don't know he took something a little bit personal that I said the other week and I was just kind of like that's you mate you carry on I think as long as you know who you are and you're not really very self conscious about stuff none of that stuff should ever really touch it
0: I think it's hard though like you you're kind of learning who you were in a ridiculously sex- successful boy bam.
2: A, s- a successful
0: Success-sorry. Sure, there's sex- plenty of sex, sex- but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. um.
2: It was an extremely successful time in life. For <laughs> some.
1: <laughs> Is your mum a big influence on you and your dad? It sounds like they are. Um,
2: yeah, my like parents you want definitely to are, for sure. them, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, that was a big part of me actually going in and doing the show the first time round because... I wanted just, my dad had always said it when, when I was young, he was like, oh, we'll get you in front of Simon Carl one day. Like,
1: Did you go to stage school? No. So, why, where was the voice from?
2: I used to just do like karaoke. Part of the time. And I used to know that it would be like in
1: your house? Or? Um, no, just what
2: like when we'd be out ca- somewhere. We what? went somewhere for karaoke where I just... What's your karaoke song? I don't know, it's going kind to of change over the years. I get super precious about karaoke. Because obviously, like, you know it's <laughs> going to end up on YouTube. And I'm like, I can't fuck this shit up. Oh, so boom. I did, like, when I was younger, it was, like, Angels, Robbie Williams, and, like, maybe... Oh, my God,
0: that fucking song is the most dread song in the world. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I will say it to him when he comes on the fucking podcast. That's so I'm funny. Sorry, I'm sorry, I was in love with Robbie Williams. But that makes one. me want to kill myself because they fucking, everyone plays it at funerals. Yeah. You can sing it though.
2: Yeah, it's good. It was a good thing. It was, it was just about low and high enough for me to be able to do when I was young because I didn't understand yeah, about my voice from, at all. Yeah. I did a little bit of Justin Timberlake sometimes. Which
0: one? Crimea River?
2: Uh, no. I don't think I've ever sang the Crimea River. 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 No. I think Senorita. Oh.
0: Brilliant! It feels like something's eating up. Yeah, Jesse, just, what's
1: your karaoke song?
0: I don't like doing karaoke. I think this
2: is no, I don't either. People really just get up and doing your job. It stresses me out so bad. I did the most recent one I did was, I went, I went bold with it to be honest with you because I just thought, <laughs> fuck it, I'm gonna try because I knew I'd sang it in the car and it kind of sounded okay. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna give it a whirl. It was Human Nature, Michael Jackson, which was oh, so wow, good. I went Super Bowl with it. It shut the bar down. It was nice. It was that's good.
1: Great. I do think you still, that's a great. Do you song? still love singing?
2: um you know what i lost the love of it for a long time really? but having a little bit of a break and a little bit of a renegotiation with myself do you know what after i got i, I, I did a whole year sober where i just stopped doing everything
1: you needed to yeah just a the reply, little reset
2: yeah. button and it was revisiting old feelings of like that i kind of put away through drinking or whatever to get on on stage i started to just get really anxious about everything i was oh, so um, t- i was i mean it's still still now there was geez, like a. did
1: you see anyone
2: yeah, no, definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I think everybody should. I think it's should. so important. I think everybody right. should. I think you're right. I actually, I'm, I'm in the middle of doing a little pro- project with somebody at the moment that we're trying to make some sort of something that runs around me and the way I have my life. And that we're doing it with a bunch of different people. It's starting to slowly bring more, more people into this position. Because obviously, like ITV now for shows have a psychologist who looks after all the contestants because of stuff that's happened. They have it for this, they have it for that, whatever else. But then it's like, once you leave the show, you're left to your own devices and it's a bit shit. Whereas I think there should be somebody on the team that you have that is a psychologist that can tell you what's going on. And I get this every single day because I'm doing this project with this lady. And she tells me how my brain works. So when I went like through, I don't know, like a a breakup or something or whatever it was, she would tell me exactly what my brain was doing. And once you've got the tools to be able to go, I know what this is, and you can understand it, then you can kind of get through it, which was nice, because otherwise I'd just be thinking I was nuts in my own house, thinking, oh, you know, like, those are the things that I think everybody needs to have. The first, the best gift you can give yourself is to find out that you're not insane, because then you can trust yourself. So that was a huge thing for me. So when
1: you were in One... You were all young when Mm. you started One Direction. Was there anyone like a mentor or someone kind, like... Like when boys go to the football academies, they've got, like... Child, p- protection, t- well, this Child is a, protection. They have all that
2: shit, but they don't, have, they don't give it's it you in it. this. they they no. just like, you're you, look, a you a are You are considered maker. lucky to be here because it's the job you wanted to do, whereas, like, And actually, how old
1: were you when you were in One Direction? 16. between 16. 16! So, crazy. you it's know, mad my,
2: the, the funniest one about One Direction was I thought we might, like, do exactly like what JLS did and be really famous in the UK. And it'd be like a thing. And my plan was that once I had enough, I was gonna move to Australia. That was my plan.
0: Why did you want Australia?
2: It was the furthest away. Um, (laughs) So I was like, I was like, cool. Okay, I know what the plan is. And then once we got off the show, they were like, okay boys, you're going to Australia. And I was like, it's a bit random, isn't it? (laughs) This is for later on. And we got there and it was crazier than the UK. And I was like, shit. And then we just like, every time we went somewhere and I'd be expecting it to be normal, it never was. So okay. it was like, we would, I mean, we had to, I'll show you a picture of, of uh, me in Peru, where there's 15,000 people outside the hotel. Shit. Just outside the hotel.
0: That's funny because, you know, I, I from the outside, we all thought you were jumping around so excited. And just so loving everything. It was
2: scary, and, you, yeah. and it was, honestly, it was so boring at points because you were just- You're, stuck in a you're hotel. just stuck in yeah, a hotel. hotel. the whole time. It was like, I learned to become a recluse a long time ago. No. And that was like, that was life. And then once you're in that pattern, you know, patterns are dangerous because you just get stuck in it. But that was the hotel. Liam,
1: what's the naughtiest thing someone's ever thrown on stage for you? Uh, A dildo. You're
2: joking! Yeah, really big one as well. (laughs) (laughs) Really big one. And I, like, kicked it off the stage, and I've, I was, like, we were like July like hit someone in the face with, like, a huge cock. i A <laughs> Oh, my, I mean, he really did knock her out with his cock, didn't he? That's did he? He dropped it like it was hot, oh right on God, a... Oh, God, it a yeah. so real shame, yeah. That was, honestly, that was kind of the thing that ruined his... <laughs> Because his, his image is so like ultra smooth and da <laughs> well, like, And what did he do? Dropping your balls on someone's neck is just not the fucking, depending on what situation Shoot you're in me. now, it could be you know some, in some cultures it's like, hello.
1: So what mentality would make you want to throw a dildo on He's the just, stage? I used to
2: just have iPhones just bouncing across the stage. Like we'd have, we had like stupid. a hundred foot catwalk and because they wanted us to use the phone to film, you just watch these phones just boom, God. like bounce off here and there. Uh,
0: did you ever get
1: injured?
2: Uh, I mean, you get hit with some stuff, but not that I really remember, like...
1: So, when are you going to tour?
2: I don't know. I don't even know how I feel about touring anymore, if I'm honest. I've I, I played the most amazing places for the whole time I did um, One Direction. I've done some amazing gigs since that have been really cool in a lot of different countries I wouldn't usually get to go to. And, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know how I feel about that lifestyle anymore. I, when I was younger, I was I was able for it. It's like the late-night writing session, like... I was a boogie called me in uh, New York the other day, and he was like, "Oh, come and like do a session." Da, da, da. And I was like, "Okay." So I started writing a song at like two o'clock in the afternoon in my hotel room to a beat, just doing whatever I thought fit. And I'm waiting all day, waiting all day. He didn't wake up until 7pm and then was like, went and did a show and then at midnight was like, we could go and do something. But I was like, mate, midnight, are you kidding me? I'm a dad, mate. I'm off to bed. Yeah. Like, I'm done.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. But I think like, I mean, it seems like you seem really happy at the moment.
2: Honestly, I'm the happiest I've ever been. That's so good. It's took a long time to get to this place and I'm glad that I'm at this stage in my life now. I don't know why, but 26 always seemed like a really crucial age for me, like the coming of age almost in my head I'd kind of built it up that way so I have my 26th birthday recently and I feel like everything's kind of working out nicely from now it's Do good you know, it's
1: very weird because I am stuck at 26 because <laughs> I think I am 26 in my head I'm 26. I hope I say 26 I'm just about to meet Scott Walker again and he's going to marry me and that's where I am 26 is a great age yeah I
2: think I, think, I just think it's the, the point where yeah you're done with your excuses for you're up, not like. a
1: teenager you're a bit old more mature yeah. than 21 mm-hmm. and you know where you're going i think a yeah. little bit at we're just 26. over that border
2: of the mid-20s isn't it so it's like up to there i feel like you have a fuck-up allowance where you're yeah. allowed to screw up and go oh sorry i'm in my 20s it's you know it's part of my learning curve or whatever the situation is whereas now i feel like i gotta get this shit right now and also you know i have my son um, have you got
1: regrets then have
2: i got regrets about
1: things that have happened um, I mean you're very young that I wouldn't say
2: I have because I'm really happy with where I'm at right now yeah. if I didn't do it then I wouldn't have yeah. even gotten to this stage of life which is great so um, you know I, th- I think a lot of people can go on being really sad and low forever never find out the thing because there's no extreme point where you'll have to make a turn otherwise you might die do you know what I mean, so it was like for me, that was my doorway where I was like, right, this is fucking real strong choice here, mate. Like you're either going to end up over that side or mm. you can go forward. So up to you.
1: It must be so hard. It was
2: stressful. It was it was mega stressful. It was mega stressful. Did I mean, I never expected that level of fame.
1: Ever say to you, Liam, I think you need to slow down, or bit worried about you. Yeah, I would were you say able that to, to hide it from them? Well, my
2: dad was like saying. My dad said to me, he's like, you know, he woke up one morning and was like you know, he's having six-figure business conversations. What am I supposed to tell him? Like, that's what he used to say to his mates, I don't know what you want me to tell him because he's doing his thing and whatever else. And I'm worried about him, yeah, but my parents have never seen anything like that. We're from Wolverhampton, like we live by a farm, like they haven't got a clue what's going on. Um, and, I was going through this really crazy circumstance that you just completely lost control of. And we were definitely overworked 100% in the band. I had no personal life. I learned nothing about myself. Like I remember getting to therapy the one time and the guy was like, what do you like to do?
1: You didn't know? I don't know. And got a clue. so
2: So I was just sat there in the chair going like, what do I actually like? do you know what I mean so it's like when you get to that place of life it's like I really need to figure some shit out about myself but I just lived so long as this like reclusive pop star who was afraid of people who just stayed inside all the time
0: was it a relief when
1: you broke up
2: um, no I mean, it was really scary at first but it, I needed to stop definitely I, it would have killed me really 100% yeah.
1: Liam are you going to have any more tattoos is I there am, any yeah, bit of your body that isn't tattooed? T- um, there's well, plenty, we know there's that, plenty of well, spots. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you've, seen, you've seen...
0: Okay. Look. <laughs> 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 uh, which one do you regret?
2: The um, um, tattoos. Come I'll on, which what, one's a bit shit? I don't regret them now, but I did regret these when I first got them done because they were very much on their I've own you've
0: got them both on each side Well
1: you've got the oh, red the arrows
2: on no they're
0: like they're a bit like a road sign this way it
1: the makes part, point to go it, far. It makes they're like point so chevrons
2: so they are chevrons. chevrons
1: they're chevrons they're chevrons in the yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so why, I got, did, so you why did you do that
2: really drunk probably probably knowing
1: which. you on both fucking arms
2: no 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 this arm's different it's
1: just one direction <laughs> oh <what>? good that was quite
0: fucking good one glass of wine yeah um, uh, so that's the one that you, you can fill that in. Well, I did. Well, to. this
2: is the thing I did regret it. And then, like, the got f- quite good, actually. I went to the tattoo shop and everyone was getting something. I thought, fuck it, it's like Who's four it o'clock everyone? in the morning. What, the, like, band? Like, the band were okay. all in there. Like, we take over the shop. So we're just like, all right, whatever. I was like, I'll get something. And, um,. The guy like put me on the front desk of the tattoo shop, and I'm like lay down on the desk where they like sign people in. And yeah. Then he put the tattoo thing on, and I'd look at it, and I was like, it was like my fourth or fifth tattoo. Mm-hmm. Big, scary, like biker guy is doing it for me, and I'm looking at my arm, and I'm thinking it's a little bit big, but I do not know what to tell him <laughs> at this point because I'm really high Liam. and I'm really thinking about what the fuck do I say? here Because he's a lot bigger than me, so I just let him on with it.
1: Oh, and then pray. I woke up the next morning, and I was in a so bit of a haze, and I was like. Fucking hell. I was like,
2: my arm's really hurting. <gasps> so what does that mean? So then I looked down and I was like, oh my fucking God, like, oh, I can't man. believe what I've done. And then I what had to go on American X Factor on the night time. This, this is the bit. And my dad's watching it at home in the UK at like one o'clock in the morning or whatever. And I went on a stage and I forgot this was my microphone hand. So I put my arm up to sing and my dad sat with my sister. He turned to my sister and went, I hope they're fucking stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Volvo British dad line, which is so good. But the best part of it was... I hated it for the longest time. And then I feel like tattoos kind of become a part of you. So you're like, I'm used to looking at yeah, my hands that to way. That's me. It's like, they're like little Have starts. you got
1: one for your son? Not yet, I haven't,
2: but I want to get a bear somewhere. But the best thing about this was this turned out to be the logo for all the Hugo Boss stuff. So even when I was like oh, making mad mistakes, it all came full circle. Oh, oh, right? there there you, you go. See? I was like, yeah, this is great. This mistake is actually making money side. now. So, <laughs> there you go. Fucking
0: hell. I knew I was right. <laughs> Dessert. Oh, this is going to
1: torture Well, he can't have a dessert. I can smell
2: it. I love smelling shit. Okay, It's
1: Amazing. chocolate. Hoppy. It's chocolate. I'm going to tell you. It's, it's espresso. I think it's chocolate espresso torts. Look it's, at those. This is hella posh. They look so good and fucking Beautiful. shiny. Oh, and I'd love to bury my
2: face in those. Sorry.
1: Coconut passion fruit and white oh, chocolate bring tort. in the passion what who are they from waitrose and partners waitrose and partners Waitres bad boy white partners. chocolate
2: talk we're talking
1: yeah we're talking and mega and Liam, chocolate talk Start actually a I'm gonna with an O he's not gonna have them because I'm gonna save them for my birthday
2: <laughs> <laughs> your birthday? next week and she's away 26 again
1: <laughs> again
0: <laughs> I'm it's been such a pleasure to chat to you thank and you. really, and to really talk and talk openly and just kind of really, I don't know, I just can't even get over what a mental life you've already yeah, had. Yeah, it's been quite mad. <laughs> and I'm really happy for you that you're having thank such you, a lovely thank you. time. And, you know, the new record, good luck with that. Thank and you the, very And much. I do think you should do some live shows, babe. You're a good singer.
2: Yeah, I might, I, well, I might get right. I'm sure they'll talk me into it somehow.
0: <laughs> no, but also like... It, You'll get bored of doing all the bloody radio shows. Like, you need to do your own fucking shows. Well, I
2: mean, we do a lot of different... Like I say, we do a lot of different corporate gigs and I've got to travel the world just doing these amazing corporate gigs. And I think it kind of takes the pressure off because I'm not having to set any of the, the show or anything up and it's not my responsibility for certain things, but it takes a lot of the pressure off, which has been quite nice. Should I tour? I probably should at some point, but as of right now, I just, I'm kind of happy with the way life I, is. Good. I
0: guess you toured enough with one day. Well, so. that's it.
2: I mean, it was like five straight years of just constant, constant on the road and it's just, I mean, it was, by the end of it, I was, tired
1: yeah jesse i think he's doing all right with his billions of listens yeah yeah i know
0: absolutely um but yeah good luck um with the record and and um good luck at thanksgiving okay Okay.
1: liam can you just strip off because we want (laughs) to
0: know what I liked about Liam what he's obviously training like he's got to be in his pants doing like a proper campaign and I know and I get that that's like really serious but bless him he was so enthusiastic about the grub yeah and uh, appreciative of the meal and was really I felt um, I think he enjoyed the food. Yeah, I think he loved the food.
1: Because it was Waitrose and Partners, number one. Their premium range. I think he could tell it was the premium range. He's quite premium these days, (laughs) isn't he? Um, But, yeah, I just, I loved, I appreciated how open he
0: was. He was. I've got to go to Novikoff. Yeah? Going to avoid the Italian side, he told me to.
1: What's Novikoff? I don't know, some fancy restaurant. Okay.
0: And um, my son making lots of noise, having his bottle for the night. So we knew it was too unfair on Liam to bring out the delicious Waitrose and Partners number one gorgeous
1: desserts. Yeah. So. We're now eating We're now them. eating them. And they are fabulous. Yeah, they
0: didn't, they didn't last until your birthday next week. No. I have to say, it was quite nice to just follow a recipe, wasn't it? Sometimes it really helps. Yeah, I feel like it was a lovely like holiday from doing the cookbook. So thank you, Wait Chosen Partners, number one.
1: That was brilliant. Fantastic ingredients.
0: And Liam had second.
1: And delicious wine.
0: That wine was delish.
1: Yeah. You also were enjoying it because you got
0: to have a glass at 4 4 o'clock. <laughs> Thank you for listening. The music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams.